0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the LC Gaming Podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is LC and I am your host. This weekly podcast is dedicated to gaming news, Twitch news, and Twitch streamers. Today is the second episode of this podcast, so if you haven't heard me yet, let me take the time to explain what this podcast and me are all about. First of all, I like to take the time to go over a couple of the major headlines of the gaming community over the past week or so. i read the headline, I'll read the article's points, and then I'll discuss my thoughts with you. Second, as the podcast grows and moves along, I'll be having regular guests on the show to talk about many different things, and most of my guests to start with will be Twitch streamers that I've discovered and are popular in the streaming community, and also an update on that, I have my first guest lined up, and I'm so excited, I'll have them on the show in the next couple of weeks, so keep an ear out for that. Now, last but not least, as time rolls on, we get closer to E3 and, and the convention season. We'll go into detail about rumors and events that piqued my interest, and in. we have a little tidbit of that today as well. At the end of every show, I'll give out my email address to you so you can ask me questions. I'll answer your questions on headlines, rumors, and links, as long as they're gaming or Twitch related. If you want my opinion on it, I'll give it to you. Let's get things started. Today, we are going to talk about a few smaller headlines that have come across my feed. Uh, We have uh, EA Play event details about games that are going to be playable there, and and they've released their time frame as, as to when the event goes. Also, the Activision Blizzard Movie Studio has released what they're working on, so we'll go over that. Mass Effect Andromeda has released the first major patch that goes into details as far as what people have been criticizing the game about. Also, last week I reported about Twitch selling games, and we weren't sure how they were going to do it or what games were going to be available, and we have an update on that today as well. And last for the show, there's something that I want to announce to everybody that's very special and very close to my heart, and I'll share that with you as we get closer to the end. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is EA Play. This year, EA Play starts at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on June 10th. They'll kick off their press conference then and it will be broadcast live and will showcase their biggest games coming up for the rest of 2017 and one game that will probably be released early 2018. And following that conference, the global community creators will be able to participate in EA Game Changers Creative Cave at the show floor. So it will allow creators to interact with developers, capture early game footage, and be able to live stream from the show. So that's pretty neat. Now, as time went on, EA had previously announced that they were going to feature game demos and contests, live music, and as always, they always have hands-on gaming stations. Um. So tickets are going to go on sale for that on April 20th. And lately, the last couple years, like TwitchCon and and E3 and stuff has been able to sell tickets with a combo of hotel rooms. So I'm sure they're going to do something like that this year. But there's no details as far as how you're going to acquire the tickets just yet. But the EA Play will end on the 12th of June. So it'll go from June 10th to June 12th. And it'll be at the Hollywood Palladium because E3 is in Los Angeles. So games that are confirmed to be able to play at EA Play is uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the, the sequel to Star Wars Battlefront, uh, FIFA 18, NBA Live 18, Madden 18, and then the new entry for the Need for Speed series, which will be the game that gets released in the next fiscal year. The trailer for Battlefront 2, which is the game that they're trying to boast the most for is supposed to premiere later this month in April at the Star Wars Celebration. So as more news comes out for EA Play when tickets go on sale and other games that you're going to be able to play, uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Next, I want to move into the Activision Blizzard Studios news. In 2015, Activision announced a movie studio in conjunction with Blizzard, and they called it Activision Blizzard Studios. They never really said what they wanted to do with it. Uh, They just announced the studio and that they were working on something, and that was it. Hadn't heard anything from them since. Well, they actually came out on the 5th of April and announced what they were doing. And they want to, quote-unquote, dominate theaters. So, an, an article that I come across on IGN, this is written by Evan Campbell, Call of Duty is already one of the biggest game franchises, and now Activision Blizzard wants the shooter series to dominate theaters. In fact, Activision Blizzard Studios is planning a Marvel-style Call of Duty film universe. Hateful Eight producer Stacy Sher and former Disney executive Nick Van Dyke, who co-lead the new film company, talk to The Guardian about their aims for the game franchise as it transitions to the silver screen. Sher says, quote, We have plotted out many years. There will be a film that feels more like Black Ops, the story behind the story, and the Modern Warfare series that looks at what it's like to fight a war with the eyes of the world on you, and then maybe something that is more of a hybrid where you are looking at private covert operations while a public operation is going on, end quote. Now, this cinematic universe for Call of Duty falls in line with Activision Blizzard's initial approach to the film franchise after announcing the studio back in 2015. On top of movies, Cher and Van Dyke are also exploring a Call of Duty TV series, which might revolve around World War II or Vietnam. But the most important thing that Cher stated is that Activision Blizzard, quote, "...focuses on characters with the films and the possible show." If you look at Marvel, they started working when you had Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, and the real filmmakers were on board as well. What I think made the Avengers so great was the writing and directing you cared about those characters. End quote. So she's on the right track. I mean, if you look at the Avengers and you look at Iron Man, you get emotionally attached to the characters themselves. And if that's the direction that they want to go with Call of Duty in TV and on the silver screen, I really think this is going to be awesome. I'm a Call of Duty fan myself as far as the game goes, but being able to take a specific person and set a Call of Duty universe around one person or two people, it's going to make the game franchise even more popular than it is now. And it's number one as far as first person shooters go. So uh, another announcement that Activision had was that the 2017 edition of the game probably go back to World War II. Now, we only know that because of one cryptic tweet that Activision sent out. You know, there's people out there that break those down all the time, and they kind of know what goes on and and how people are thinking when they tweet those things. So if that's the case, then I I can't wait for it. I haven't been in the Call of Duty series since uh, Black Ops 3. They lost me as a game player because of the futuristic style of playing. It just didn't scream Call of Duty for me. So for them to go back to World War II or Vietnam or anything older like that, it's it's going to renew the love that I had for the series back to where I'd play it all the time. So that's awesome. Moving on to Bioware and the patches that they had sent out for Mass Effect Andromeda. Now they're on their fifth patch, but it's... The first major patch that they've released for the game. Now I'm not going to go over the entire list of things they fixed with this patch, but there's three that are major as far as complaints go from players. And one of them was the facial animations when you would talk to an NPC. It was taking away from the experience. What I mean when I say that is that Mass Effect is a game that you buy for the experience you get while you're playing the game. You get emotionally attached to the players, and the experience that the game gives back to you because of the choices you make makes the game what it is. It's a good enough game as it is with the gameplay, but adding that emotional attachment to the players just makes it even even better. And so for them to be able to fix the facial animations... And another fix that they have is the arcing in choices made as far as how NPCs will respond to you. You've always been able to make your player have a relationship with another player in the game. And some of the response arcs for things said and decisions made by your player weren't really matching up. Timing and logic was just terrible. And so they improved. The timing, the logic, and continuity for relationships in those story arcs. The other big one that they fixed was when you take cover, and somebody's shooting at you and you take cover for safety, the cover would not block anything. You would still get shot. And so they fixed that and were able to get around players dying after they had hidden behind a wall or a barricade. So those are some of the updates that Mass Effect Andromeda and Bioware had put out. If you want the full list of improvements, you can find it on any of the major gaming news sites. I use IGN as my main source. They actually list their patches on the game's wiki page inside of IGN. So you can go there and read the entire list. There's about 15 things that they fixed, which make the game more playable. Uh, Moving on to Twitch, last week... I reported that Twitch was going to start selling games, and we weren't sure how that was going to be used, whether they were going to use Amazon as the selling point, but it looks like it's switched. Amazon is the one selling the game, but they want to sell the game through Twitch, so when you buy the game, you're actually buying it from Twitch. Now, the 5% commission to the gamer was correct, so for a $50 game, a streamer is going to make $2.50. The only difference is is that the icon where you buy the game is not on the screen for the streamer. It's actually below the video feed in a big purple block that says buy this game. And it says the price and it'll if you hover your mouse over the icon, it'll give you a little description as to what the game is. The Twitch crates are still live. If you buy a game or you spend $5 or more, you'll get a Twitch crate. Now there's a list of 50 games and related in-game content that's made available but you can get for honor ghost recon wildlands smite tyranny uh, warframe firewatch i believe is one of them and there's a whole huge list of 50 games right now which is a pretty good list but it'll build up as you go on so i've, I've seen it in action i haven't bought anything myself yet but it it looks like it's gonna work and it's gonna work awesomely that that's it's good to see twitch kind of getting in there and reaching out to the the gamers for that. The last thing I want to talk to you guys about this weekend is I actually want to make a shout out. I want to start by saying thank you to a Twitch streamer by the call name of Summit1G. Uh, the reason I'm doing this is because over the weekend, he held a charity fundraiser for a group called Gamers Outreach Foundation. This weekend, they held their annual tournament called Gamers For Giving. And what they do is, is that they take their donations and they put it towards one of the programs that they do, and it's called Go-Karts. The Go-Karts are little roll-around kiosks that are made out of uh, medically approved materials, And they have TVs and gaming consoles like PlayStations, Wii's, and Xboxes. And they get rolled around to hospital rooms for kids that have illnesses that either make them bedridden or don't allow them to leave their hospital room. And in a lot of places, hospitals don't have employees that are dedicated to giving these children activities. And so these kids are just in these beds and they kind of have to find something to do and think about to get their mind off of why they're there the reason I'm shouting out Summit 1G is because over the weekend Gamers Forgiving raised $315,000 over that towards this cause and their goal was only $200,000 they broke that goal in the first 18 hours and they, they made $299,000 in 18 hours Summit1G streamed on Twitch during this competitive tournament. And during his stream, he was able to pull in over $50,000 towards this cause. And that $50,000 comes from his followers and his subscribers who watch him on a daily basis. And it's astonishing to me that his community was able to do that because he brought in more than half of the money that was brought in from online donations. So Summit 1G, if you're listening, man, I appreciate it. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of sick children that appreciate it, and it's for a great cause. And, I mean, places like 5Hour Energy and Twitch and Chevrolet supported this cause and were sponsors for this cause. So every year it's getting bigger and bigger. Now, the Go Karts for Children uh, is a campaign that I am running through my podcast. And in the description of this podcast, whether you get it on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, there will be a link for you to go to and see what my cause is all about. And there is a donate button on there. I am trying to raise $3,500 in 60 days. So I can get a kiosk for children in my area. Uh, Wichita hospitals do not have any go karts and they don't have any employees that go around and create activities for kids to get their minds off of why they're there. So this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get my name out there, and I'm trying to get my podcast out there so I can raise money for these kids. And every Friday, I will remind my listeners, of this cause, even after my campaign has expired, after the 60 days, I will continue to remind everybody about the Gamers Outreach Foundation. Uh, I believe it's for a great cause, and it, it's just it's amazing. So uh, it, go to gamersoutreach.org to read up about what this foundation is about, and then again, there will be a link in my description for the campaign that I'm running to raise money for go-karts for kids in my area. So once again, Summit1G, thank you, brother. Uh, you did amazingly, and I want to thank all of your subscribers and followers for donating. All right, everybody, that's it for me this weekend. Don't forget that you can email me any questions or ideas that you have for my podcast at lcgamingpodcast at gmail.com that is lcgamingpodcast at gmail.com you can now find me on twitter at lcgamingpodcast and i will also be creating a facebook page for you to be able to follow me at and i'm guessing it may be called lc gaming podcast So thank you for everybody for joining me. I will be back next week. And don't forget, in the next couple weeks, I will have my first guest. So please, please, please return for that. And I want everybody to have a good weekend. Thank you for joining me.